0: So welcome to our Wisdom for Life series, this is our new series uh, from the Book of Proverbs that we're starting this weekend on October 16th, and it's going to go for about six or seven weeks. Now, I've just actually done an IQ test just then, so I actually just literally just did a, a five minute IQ test, and I've found out that I am above average in visual perception. Now. Obviously, I'm not above average in English because I don't even know what visual perception actually means. I actually don't, I'm i thinking, what does that mean? Do I see things good? I don't, I don't know. But it's interesting. When we're looking at this wisdom series and wisdom for life, we're not working on our IQ. Earlier this year, I read a book called The Emotionally Inhe- Intelligent Leader by Peter Scazzaro, which is about your... EQ, your emotional quotient, not your intellectual quotient, but your emotional quotient, quotient. and we're not actually talking about EQ in this series. Um, I've got a shirt right now, and this, this shirt here, as you can see, Nike, and there's a cool phrase which goes along with that, and you all, I guys all know what it is, just do it. Now, we're not talking about our CQ, our contemporary quotient, how contemporary are we, are, we are, or how cool we are, or how we understanding of culture we are. We're actually going to be working on our WQ for the next couple of, next couple of months, our wisdom quotient. See, we can live, down, live by the, the phrases of life, just do it, or, or, or there's heaps of them. There's, there's heaps of them. Cocad's um, life was an old one from the, from the back in the 80s, I think. But there's lots of phrases that we can live by. But what we're going to do is we're going to learn to live by wisdom and increase our wisdom quotient. And the title of the series is Wisdom for Life. In the first part of today and next week and up and week three when Scott speaks, we're going to be focusing on what does what Proverbs say about wisdom. And in the weeks to come, we're actually going to pull out a couple of elements of what wisdom looks like, particularly in our relationships, in our dealing with money, in our dealing with how we speak or, or the taming of the tongue. And alongside that, we're actually going to do some daily devotions. And they start on the 17th, Um, they start the uh, 17th of October on a Monday. They go for about 32 days, picking up the 32 Proverbs. But what you will also pick up is a devotion each day focused on each chapter. And so instead of getting wisdom for life once a week on a Sunday, we're going to get wisdom for life every day as we open God's word and we open the Bible and we see what Proverbs teaches us about having wisdom for life, increasing our WQ. So let's increase our WQ and let's go on a journey together. Now, I thought, how do I introduce Proverbs? And so we're going to we're going to actually look at an overview and if you want to have a look, have a look at this overview. I'm going to do it uh, live on on Sunday the 16th, but you can actually go to it now and actually take a bit of a a pause if you like. And if you have a look on the screen, you will see a a link. To the Bible Project, and they actually giving a, pro- a Proverbs overview. Now, wisdom literature actually, they'll tell you, wisdom literature actually has Ecclesiastes in it, has Job in it. Now, we're di- we can't pick up all the wisdom literature over the next six, six weeks or so, but we can pick up the book of Proverbs, and we can learn from the book of Proverbs, and we can increase our WQ over this next period of time. But let's let's let these guys, um, the Bible Project who I love, let's let them speak into an overview of Proverbs. Actually, in day one of your devotional, you see another video they put together which actually explains wisdom literature really well and, and Ecclesiastes uh, intention with uh, Job, intention with Proverbs. But let's look at the overview of Proverbs now. So if you see the link on the screen, why don't you click on that and have a look at that. I'll see you in about eight minutes and we'll continue on with the message today, and that is the pursuit of wisdom for life. Well, I hope that was really helpful. Uh, the Bible Project, put they do some amazing overviews. And if you want to look at Ecclesiastes and Job, they actually have those as well. Just go Googling and you'll find them. So, but this week, week one, we're actually looking at the book of Proverbs. You've seen a bit of an overview of the book of Proverbs. And today we're going to focus particularly on the pursuit of wisdom for life. And we'll sit mainly in Proverbs chapter one, which is an introduction to the book of Proverbs. It's, a, it's a, almost a summary, but we'll, we'll explore Proverbs chapter one, verse through to uh, chapter eight. But I wanna pick up a couple of principles about the pursuit of wisdom for life. And to start, to start with and say, the pursuit of wisdom for life is the purpose of Proverbs. It's actually the purpose of Proverbs. Let's go to chapter 1, verses 1 to 7. It says this, these are the Proverbs of Solomon, David's son, king of Israel. Their purpose is to teach people wisdom and and discipline to help them understand the insights of the wise. So it's the purpose of the Proverbs is to teach wisdom and discipline. Their purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives, to help them do what is right, just and fair. These proverbs will give insight to the simple, knowledge and discernment to the young. Let the wise listen to these proverbs and become even wiser. Let those with understanding receive guidance by exploring the meaning in these proverbs and parables, the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. So what we see from these verses straight away is that the pursuit of wisdom for life is actually the purpose of Proverbs. So if we want wisdom in life, if we want to increase our WQ, then Proverbs is a great place to start. And what I like about what we've just read is it's for everyone. We see in verse four, it's for the simple. OK, it's a, these Proverbs will give insight to the simple. It's for the young. They'll give knowledge and discernment to the young. But it's also for the wise, for those of us who maybe are wise. I I don't know which category I'm sitting in. As I get older, hopefully I'm getting wiser. But I can never have enough wisdom. Let the wise listen to these proverbs and become even wiser. Verse five says, verse six goes on. Let those with understanding receive guidance by exploring the meaning in these proverbs and parables, the words of the wise and their riddles. Enjoy the complexities of the proverbs particularly once we get into chapter 10 and onwards enjoy the complexities the riddles but and, and and plunge into the depths it doesn't matter whether you even think of yourself as i have all the wisdom let's just increase our wq whether you consider yourself simple whether you consider yourself young whether you consider yourself wise but it's interesting verse 7 said fear of the lord is the foundation of true knowledge but fools decide, despise wisdom and discipline so so the, the the pursuit of wisdom for life is not for the foolish. See, the fools despise wisdom and discipline, and we're actually going to learn as we go in this series. We're going to learn that there's a battle between Lady Wisdom and Lady Follow, uh, folly. Sorry, the foolish and the wise. So the first thing about the pursuit of wisdom for life is. It's the purpose of Proverbs. In the book of Proverbs, the second thing that we learn about the pursuit of the wisdom for life it's the, is, is this image of a father to a son. It's the father's advice. It's the first of two characters in Proverbs chapter one, verse nine, which you saw in the overview, who lay out the invitation to pursue wisdom. The second character is Lady Wisdom herself. But the first character is a father coming to a son. And have a look at, listen to these words. Proverbs chapter four. My children, listen when your father corrects you. Pay attention and learn good judgment, for I am giving you good guidance. Don't turn away from my instructions. For I too was once my father's son, tenderly loved as my mother's only child. My father taught me, take my words to heart, follow my commands and you will live. Get wisdom, develop good judgment." So here we have the father saying to the son, get wisdom. That's my first instruction to you. Don't forget my words or turn away uh, away from them. Don't turn your back on wisdom for she will protect you. Love her and she will guard you. Getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. And whatever else you do, develop good judgment. If you prize wisdom, she will make you great. Embrace her. She will honor you. She will place a lovely wreath on your head. She will present you with a beautiful crown. You imagine a a father to a son and you imagine this image of of, of an elder to a younger saying, get wisdom. It's going to be amazing for you. And you saw what it was described as. Lady Wisdom herself actually comes and says, it's the second sort of character in these first nine chapters. Lady Wisdom herself comes and says, taste of me. It is amazing. Don't follow the woman of folly or foolishness. It's amazing. And here we hear her, in in Proverbs chapter 8, we see a really good image of this. It's not just the only place where she invites uh, us to partake of her wisdom. But in Proverbs chapter 8, she says these words, Listen as wisdom calls out. Hear as understanding raises her voice. On the hilltop along the road, she takes her stand at the crossroads. By the gates at the entrance to the town. On the road leading in, she cries aloud, I call to you, to all of you. See, no one's exempt from this to all of you. I raise my voice to all people. You simple people, use good judgment. You foolish people, show some understanding. Listen to me for I have important things to tell you. Everything I say is right for I speak the truth and detest every kind of deception. My advice is wholesome. There is nothing devious or crooked in it. My words are plain to anyone with understanding, clear to those with knowledge. Choose my instruction rather than silver and knowledge rather than pure gold. For wisdom is far more valuable than Rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with it. I, wisdom, live together with good judgment. I know where to discover knowledge and discernment. A little bit later on, Lady Wisdom says these words. I love all who love me. Those who search will surely find me. I have riches and honour as well as enduring wealth and justice. My gifts are better than gold, even the purest gold. My wage is better than sterling silver. I walk in righteousness, in paths of justice. Those who love me inherit wealth. I will will fill their treasuries. We think of Solomon, who uh, is, is credited with writing many of the Proverbs, and more than just, in, just recorded in this book, we think of him and we remember the story of him crying out, "What, what, what God, offering him, what would you have? What would you, what, what do you want?" And him crying out, saying, "I want wisdom." And God saying, "That's a good choice." And then following on from that is, I "And mean, then I'll give you everything else." And we see him and all his splendour and riches and all that, all that, but we see his cry for wisdom. And it should be the same cry for us, wisdom for life. Because wisdom is saying to us, call out to me. So it's available. And if you don't have to, be to have a high IQ, intelligence, EQ, uh, contemporary Q, CQ. Let's increase our wisdom crochet because all of us can cry out for it. These 32 days of Proverbs, these couple of months as we increase our WQ, could change our life if we let lady wisdom in. You know, we can go to the New Testament and we can see Jesus himself. When we, when we talk about the, the seeking of wisdom of life or the pursuit of wisdom for life. We see Jesus saying that's exactly what we should do. In fact, uh, when we're reading about Lady Wisdom to, and it and talks about through her there was creation. We read that in the first um, the first. One eight chapters, we hear here to see this great image of wisdom being there at the dawn of creation. It it reminds us of John 1 and Colossians 1, where Jesus himself says everything was created by by me and through me. and, And Jesus identifying himself as that, as wisdom. Jesus appears to be wisdom personified. And he finishes his sermon on the mount with a call to wisdom. A call to increase the WQ. It wasn't a call to be more intelligent. It wasn't a call to to be more contemporary. It was a call to wisdom. He said this at the end of his Sermon on the Mount. Anyone who listens to my teaching... Teaching and follows it is wise. Like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in, torrents and the flood waters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish. Like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rain and floods come and the winds beat against the house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. So Jesus himself calls us to embrace wisdom for life. Let's posture ourselves um, and gain this wisdom. Jesus says, if you hear my instructions, if you put them into practice. So not just increase your, your knowledge, but put them into practice. You'll, be, you'll build a life or, a, or a, you'll build your house on a strong foundation. One of the practical books in the New Testament, James, actually beautifully articulates the pursuit of wisdom and says this. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. I think about uh, the life that that I've lived and I think about how important wisdom has been in my life, particularly in life of leadership. I've had a lot, lot of responsibilities, I guess, in life, particularly in Christ's church and and. and I have a couple of authors that I've really pressed into who've taught me lots about leadership. And I want you to have a look at these couple of quotes that I've just picked out. And I could have picked out many quotes, some Andy Stanley quotes that says, um, integrity or character is doing the right thing not because you want to achieve something, but just simply because it's the right thing. And there are other quotes, which I've really bedded into. Uh, Henry Blackaby, when he talks about a spiritual leader hasn't led unless people have shifted to God's agenda. It's one of my favorites, but there's a few things here just about where wisdom can build our leadership or our influence capacity or or the way we influence others. And I, I take these to heart. John Maxwell says this, few things are more dangerous than a leader with an unexamined life. Philip Brooks says, Philip Brooks says, character may be manifest in the great moments, but it is made in the small ones. I am hoping as I go back into Proverbs again, that I'll examine my life. Because few things are more dangerous than the leader with an unexamined life. That is not wise leading. That is not wisdom for life. I hope that as I go through these, these days of reading the Proverbs on a daily basis, I hope that those daily inputs of wisdom, uh, as Phillips Brooks says, might manifest in my character being more Christlike. But it'll be a daily input of wisdom. I want my WQ to grow daily. The final thing that I did want to say about wisdom and you know the pursuit of wisdom for life is, the pursuit of wisdom for life is a battle. Now, I'm not going to push too much into this because Scott's going to pick this up uh, particularly on week 3 but even Jesus has already started to explore it says where you build your house it's a battle will you build it on the easy path of sand or will you build it on rock will you bed your life into the rock you're going to read in chapter 9 this battle between lady wisdom and lady folly and 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 you're going to read lady wisdom's invitation it's even, it's, it's amazing. And they talk about these banquets they lay lay before us and we get to choose which way we'll go. But Lady Folly encourages us to go a particular way a number of times in these first nine chapters of of Proverbs. And then as you go into the book of Proverbs, you'll see these two paths. So often the Proverbs give us two paths to take. Take wisdom or foolishness. And the foolishness, a lot of the imagery in Proverbs is it leads to destruction. It leads to death. It leads to despair. But choosing the path of wisdom, Lady Wisdom says, come and and take my table. And it requires faith. But we're going to talk in week three about this and and Scott's going to lead us through, through, through that choice. And I hope we make the choice to pursue wisdom. Isn't it interesting? You may have thought when you started this series that um, the wisdom literature in Proverbs, you may, all have, you may have heard all sorts of different Proverbs. Like one of my favourites is we can roll the dice, but the Lord determines how they fall in Proverbs chapter 16. Little, little quotes like that. But isn't it interesting that the first nine chapters are just a call to pursue wisdom for life and to resist the call to folly, to foolishness. There's some pretty heavy stuff in it, stuff about um, adultery versus faithfulness and, and, and couching that in wisdom versus foolishness, about the pursuit of riches through dishonest gain versus the, versus the working hard, the pursuit of righteousness and justice and doing good to others versus the pursuit of deceiving others and oppressing others. Pursue wisdom, grow your IQ. Now I've talked about these different aspects of what it is to pursue wisdom. I just wanted to finish with the foundation of wisdom for life. Because there's a phrase, particular phrase in the book of Proverbs which picks this up. And this is kind of the link to our Help Holy Spirit series. We had our Help Holy Spirit series, which basically um, called us to, to embrace the counsellor. Romans 8, 11, the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead lives in you. And Jesus saying, it's better to better have the spirit inside you than, than me than, than me beside you. We, we pushed into that and we started to learn about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our counsellor. He will lead us into wisdom. And, and there's this great phrase which sort of connects these these topics because wisdom is about practice and practical living, but it's bedded in God. The phrase we read, the climax of that introduction, Proverbs 1, chapter 1, verses 1 to 7, which introduces the whole book, the, the final phrase is, the fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. The fear of the Lord If we look at chapter two, verses three to five, it says, cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord and you will gain knowledge of God. So there's this call to wisdom, which is synonymous with fearing the Lord. And then in this amazing spot in chapter nine, I really love chapter nine. I can't wait to get to chapter nine and and, and for us to make that decision. Am I going to be foolish or am I going to be wise? Am I going to increase my wisdom quotient? Or has all this just been about increasing some knowledge? But in the middle of that, in Proverbs chapter nine, verse 10, it says, "...the fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. Knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment." Don't you want that? I want that in my life. Good judgment. But what we're learning is that wisdom isn't something that we can, we can pick up through, through our own self-help or through our own capacity. Wisdom is found in God. It's in the fear of the Lord. It's putting God first in everything we do. It's, it's, it's surrendering to the counsel of the Holy Spirit. It's interesting I actually think wisdom is formed on the battleground with folly. We're going to be in the, all these. We're going to be in the battleground during these these thirty-two days. We read the proverbs, the battleground between choosing wisdom over foolishness, But choosing to fear the Lord over taking the easy path. The other thing about the foundation of wisdom for life I wanted to talk about was it. it I love these phrases that I read in, in a particular commentary by um, Paul Koptak, and he talks about... Wisdom is like the law experienced. See, in the Old Testament, you had your, you had your kings, you had your prophets, but you also had your, your wise sages. And, and, the, and, and then you'd have the priests that would bring the, the law and the Torah, it was called. OK, but Paul Coptic talk, says these phrases, which I love. He says, God teaches through observation and experience as well as divine command. Although the distinction between the two is never so defined as to isolate one from the other. He goes on to say one might go a little farther and say that experience and observation together persuade the wise of the truth of Torah. What you're going to learn is that you're going to, if you if you you look, you'll have some commands in the Bible which say, do not steal. Okay, um, honour your father and mother, do not commit adultery, do not have idols, that that we have commands and law and Torah. Jesus talks about, he he, he talks about love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, love your neighbour as yourself. And then he goes on to tell stories like the Good Samaritan around that. But there's a whole lot of wisdom attached to law, which we learn through observation and experience. I love what Paul Koptak is saying there. We need to, I, I i we We have this opportunity in this golden treasure of proverbs, and we can go into Ecclesiastes and and we will learn about um worldly gain not being enough or when things don't work out, or we could go into job and 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 get an understanding of suffering even when we found ourselves doing the right thing or living a righteous life. Wisdom actually takes the law and and, and describes it through the things we can observe and the things that we experience. The whole spectrum of wisdom teaching the Bible in the Bible is to help us navigate challenges and navigate life led by the law. I'm going to give you, let let me help you with this and give you an illustration. You know those road signs, you see the road signs with the, it says 100 and it's in black and then around it's got red, a red a red sort of circle or 60 and that. I'm gonna tell you now, if you go over 60 and one of those signs, you disobey one of those signs, you do 75 or you do any, you, you, you do 70, you do 80, you will actually pay a penalty, you will break the law. Okay, those signs are law, okay? You know them. We, I'm not saying anything that you don't know. They're law, and we need to keep the law, otherwise, we pay the penalty. Now, I could go into a whole discussion about Jesus pays the penalty for us and all that sort of stuff. That's wonderful. But I actually don't want to talk about those signs so much. I want to talk about the yellow ones. The yellow ones, which it's an eighty zone, but you're in the eighty zone where it's a, 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 and and there's a yellow sign on it's normally on a triangle like that, and it might have a bend written, a little bend underneath it, and it'll say fifty. Now that's not the law; that is advice. There are advisory signs. Hair per hair, hair pin turn coming up. Slippery when wet. You'll say car was slippery. They're in these yellow and black signs. Okay, that's wisdom. Now, you might be in an 80 zone, but there's a there's a there's a hairpin turn showing us on a yellow sign that says 15 kilometers an hour. The law says you can do 80 around that bend. Wisdom says the wisdom sign says do 15. Does it ever making sense? That's what wisdom is. That's what the Proverbs do. They say, operate this way. Operate this way. It's like the law applied through experience because as you travel down a road doing 80 kilometres an hour, the roads generally aren't straight. There'll be things and things you have to hump ahead or all sorts of different things or one-lane bridge. There's things that we actually have to, to navigate along the way which require wisdom. And that's what this series is all about. Wisdom for life. You could pick relationships. You could pick money. You could pick the taming of the tongue. You could pick divine guidance. All these things are picked up in Proverbs. Now there's law, which says, um, it says, love only God. The first couple of of, uh, 10 commandments, love the Lord your God and him only. Have no other idols. But in the in Proverbs, it will talk about things like you can roll the dice, but the Lord determines how they fall or um, commit your ways to the Lord and, he, and you will succeed in everything you do. You'll hear these 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 advisory signs which which talk about follow this path and you will receive these benefits or follow this path and you will find integrity. Similar, it talks about wealth, it talks about relationships, it talks about money. But now I found that a helpful analogy. you've got the law signs and then you've got the advisory signs. Proverbs are the advisory signs. So as we go on this journey, this journey of looking at the pursuit of wisdom for life, let's start with a commitment that I'm going to pursue wisdom and let's take some some of these advisory signs for a spin let's take them for a spin and see where we end up. I hope this has been helpful. It's the beginning of our series the you'll get more out of this series if each day here's some wisdom can I give you some can I increase your WQ right now you'll get more out of this series if you jump on the Bible reading program that we've put, that we've got from the Bible project you can get it on new version and we're all doing it together so you can just click on the link that's been sent out on our Facebook pages and through our emails you click on the link you join us all you can even make comments at the end of each day you don't have to um, you can see what others are saying, but if you do that over thirty-two days and make a choice to choose wisdom over folly, well, I just think the Lord's going to really—he's going to bless your life, He's going to guide your life, He's going to help you make sense of things that 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 you maybe haven't been able to make sense of. And there'll be all there'll be things that that mess with us a little bit. Um, things like the Job and the Ecclesiastes—they they're, they're important parts of our wisdom literature literature as well, and maybe we'll jump into those Bible reading programs after we finish Proverbs. But let's do the daily gathering of wisdom to build our WQ. Not, let's not just depend on these phrases, like just do it. Let's not let Nike be our advisor. Let's let, let's let Lady Wisdom bring us to the table. Let me pray. Lord and Heavenly Father, I thank you so much that you invite us to this life of wisdom. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are the counsellor and you will counsel us into this life. And Lord, I pray that your word would be alive to all of us and that you will indeed increase our WQ. In In a life which seems so complex and so difficult to navigate so often, I pray that as we read Proverbs, I pray that as we do it together, we will find ourselves stunned by just how much you have to say to us, to guide us. And I love that James verse. If any of you lacks wisdom, ask our God and he will give it generously. So we ask, Lord, generously pour out your wisdom in our life. In Jesus' name, amen.